Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me give you a bit of instruction for those of us that love that flow of the Spirit where you walk in and there's so many things happening. Just because we're in a transition and about to move into another part of the service does not mean that that stops. That's maturity in the Spirit. And I'm going to teach you in just a moment how we do that. You never have to worry again. Well, they stopped it just when I got ready. Well, if you'd have been here at 10 o'clock, you'd have got a whole bunch more. Just say it. No, that's all. No, but here's more important than that. You can, God can redeem everything. And, and this service today is one fluid motion of the Spirit. We don't stop and start, stop and start. We just pick up, we move to the next level. See, what has happened in here now is people have got free. Their spirit has been stirred up beyond their mental capacity. They put down their checkbooks. They quit beating their kids. They've got all their washing out of their mind. Now they're ready to hear the word of the Lord because we've entered into that place. So what I want you to do is please don't disengage. If you do that, then you've messed up everything we just did. They've just set us up and brought us into the throne room. So now we can hear and we can receive a download from heaven. Are you ready for that? Okay, I want you only to be seated if you're gonna stay engaged, to stay right where we are right now. There won't be any cutting off. They cut off worship. I could have had a miracle. No, if you want it, you keep getting it. You receive it as we are ministering right now. Whatever you need, God has it available today. I'm Renee Clark. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing more than the wife of Randy and the mother of all the grandkids you see around here. The grandmother. And uh, my, all my grandkids, if, if you're new here at Triumph, uh, Pastor Randy is my husband with the apostolic covering over this house. And we're thrilled to be here. And I feel like Paul. I needed to get to you earlier in the year. But I'm just getting to you, so we're going to make up some time, all right, in the next few minutes. And uh, if you don't like what you feel or sense today, then that's okay. Just love me anyway and pray for me. But Pastor Randon will be back with you next week, and he's your lead pastor here. He is in Washington, D.C., and he's ministering the Word in our campus there. And uh, God is bringing triumph to Washington, D.C. Amen? And so we bless them in Jesus' name. I have a little business to take care of. And again, stay engaged. Just, there's just this, this thing that's about to happen. It's fresh fire time. And we are so excited. Now, I know we have so many new people that have never attended one. And you can't even imagine why you would go to all the trouble to get your kids a place to stay, get your husband all of his meals made and all that kind of thing done. And you're going to be gone for two days and it's just more trouble than it's worth not on your life. 
There is not enough sacrifice you can make that would equal the blessing that's going to come to you if you just get on board. We want you there. God has given us the greatest speakers ever, the best lineup we've ever had. It's never about just the speakers, but it is about God. His blessings are on this. And so we're inviting every single person. Now, here's the deal. We always say this, and we mean it from my heart. If you are allowing money to stand in your way, that will never be an obstacle at Triumph Church. We believe when God gives the vision, He'll give the provision. And somehow God will bring it in. Do not let that stop you. If you do let that stop you, then you are not giving God an opportunity to bless and to do a miracle in your life. So I just come against that. No money will stop anybody from going. If you're saying, I can't get there, but just the, the night and I'll, I'll be there the last day, come. Here's what I want you to do. If you've only, it's open always at night for everybody. Men, we want you there. You're going to want to be there. We need you there. We want you. Um, but here's the thing. If you're only coming to the night services, then sign up anyway. You, you, well, I can't afford it. No, no, no matter. We'll cover you. God will cover you. Just get signed up. Here's the deal. We need to know who's going to be there so we can prepare for you because there's so much that's got to be done. And so many things. This is the biggest give. Uh, it's the greatest a step of faith I've ever taken. We've got three huge meals. We've got so much stuff we're giving away. Everything is complete. I dare you to show me one conference in the world, not just America, that is this cheap for, for this amount of days and what we're doing. There are none. So here's what I want to ask. If everyone that would like to invest in a changed life and, and you say, look, I, that's good seed. Because here's the deal, if you get the women on fire, if you get their lives changed, they'll change their husbands, they'll change mama and them and daddy and them and cousin and them and all of them, everybody, the kids, everybody would be better if mom and the women get it, right? Right, men? Well, there are a few men here that don't believe it, but just wait, you're going to find out. But here's what I like to do. We have a few, uh, some people that need sponsors. So I, I only have one minute to do this. I need those of you that will join with me. I'm one. If join me and say, I want to invest in the women of this community and this church to go so that they can get blessed. And I need 20 people to stand up and say, I'll be one. Just 20, real quick. And if you want, thank you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, my Lord Jesus, hallelujah, 16, 17, look at there, 18, 19, 20, yay, Jesus, yay. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Put it on your envelope today in the service. Tell them, if, I, if you got it, give it to them today. If not, say, I'll have it Wednesday night or next Sunday so we can go ahead and plan and tell those people that they're sponsored and they're on their way. And a great time was had by all in Jesus name it's going to be a great day one last thing about that is today if you sign up this is the last early bird special then you can sign up a friend for half we're not doing that again we're just doing it today sign up a friend that you know a, a 
It's, it's so important that you don't come by yourself. Get someone. Get a family member. Get a friend of me. Get somebody that you just don't understand. They'll, you'll understand them by the time this is over. So get some family members there, and you can sign them up for half price today in the foyer. Are you ready for the word? Okay, great. Thank you. Give everybody a hand for seating in to the women of this house. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. I, again, like Paul, feel like that I wanted to get here at the beginning of the year, but wasn't able to. So I'm running a little behind, but I, I still want to get this into your spirit. And I only have a few minutes to do it, and I realize that. But I don't want it to feel rushed. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give me clarity, to only say what I need to say, no fluff, but to give you understanding. This is so hugely important to me, what I'm about to share with you. It's not that it's a revelation that I may have never had, but it was the first time that I actually downloaded it into words and really thought about it and realized the revelation that God had placed in my heart. So for some of you that says, oh, I know what she's preaching about. I've, when I give you the title, you can say, I've been there, done that, know all about it. Please don't go there with me. Hang in because there's going to be something you've never heard. God's going to give you clarity you've never had before. I just want to say this to hopefully pique your appetite and your spirit. After, after the download that God has put in my spirit concerning a praying spirit, that's what I'm going to talk to you about. I'm going to, pray, I'm going to talk to you about you got it before you have it. I don't know if that makes sense, but it'll make sense in a minute. And, and I'm going to talk to you about effectual praying. Why do we need to pray? Because prayer changes things. And if we truly believe that, then we want to pray right. We want to pray effectively. Is there an amen in the house? Now, I don't do well without response. So I'll be looking for, we don't even have trees anymore. We don't even have plants, you know. We're to the clean days, you know. And so I don't even have them up here praising with me. So I really need you today to help me. Just to know that you're getting it in your spirit. So what I want to talk to you about is a fervency, effective fervent prayer that avails and changes much. And you know, it's not always how loud, how boisterous, how demonstrative you are. It's not about that. Man, if you can say it loud enough with the most zeal, then you will have what you get. No, no, no. That's not what it's about. It's not about venting your emotions. That helps at times. Doesn't really do God any good, but it helps you get it out. But that's not necessarily praying. However, it it is about something that is so huge, and let's turn to Mark 11. I brought a holy highlighter today because I hope that you won't just use an iPad or an iPod or a phone or an electronic. Sometimes you just need the Word of God in your hand. This is one of those days. It's a teaching. This is a teaching. It's a little bit different than what I normally do, but I got to get this in your spirit. Are y'all ready? How many of you want your prayers answered this year? You really want your prayers answered. Hey, we've got a world that's desperately in need 
of God's miraculous power in their lives. And we have needs of our own. But God has a plan. And we haven't been utilizing everything that is available to us. So I hope I can share it quickly. And I will skip over some things. But I just want to hit on the things that you need today. Possibly and come back later and do the rest. But let's start with Mark eleven twenty two. I'm reading first of all from the King James Version. Not the New King. The rest of them will be in the New King. But this qualified and clarified something that I want you to get. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. So, you know, barely I send you. No, just go to the 22nd verse and stay right there. Have faith in God. Now, faith is the key that unlocks everything in the kingdom. It's the currency of heaven. Are you with me? Uh, you got to get faith in your spirit. If you have a battle, it's going to be a faith battle. The enemy's after your faith. But remember, God is praying. Jesus is praying for you that your faith will not fail. Are you with me? So if Jesus is praying for you, you can have faith. Every man is given a, a measure of faith. But he says this, For surely I say unto you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that these things, he says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. He's not just talking about a mountain. Look, if you've literally got a big old mountain and you've got a, and you've got a, a, a bulldozer, go borrow one from Henry, or you've got a, a shovel, well, then just go dig and get it out of the way. Because you've got the, the facility, you've got what it takes to do that. He's really not talking about a huge mountain unless that's exactly what you have. He's really talking about a scale. He's saying, look, a mountain, your mountain problem is so huge. But your faith only has to be a little bit, but it has to be activated. And it can move that mountain. So faith is so potent and it's concentrated. And if you need it to be moved, let it be moved. Then gets to this part. That, oh, my understanding was so opened up in the last few weeks. Here's the deal. On the basis of faith, when you come to your mountain, your struggle, and you don't have any doubt on the basis of your faith, then he said in the 24th verse, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them, you shall have them. Therefore I say unto you, desire. Okay, I want to stop right there because this is very potent. Desire is a potent thing. The enemy has tried to pervert it. The enemy has brought other desires and other passions into the lives of individuals and people. But God has a desire. And that's why you, you can't operate in, uh, in faith over something that someone else is trying to make you have or trying to get you to do. It's got to be your desires. Now, that's, that's important that you get that. It's your desires. But here is the biggie, and this is what the Bible says. I will give you the desires of your heart. For years, we've preached that and said, God will give it to you, baby. If it's the desire of your heart, if you, if you want it, that's what he'll give you. Nah, ah, wrong. Say wrong. Not at no way near the interpretation of this scripture. If you want a pink Cadillac, he'll give it to you. If you want this, he'll give it to you. If you want a sunken tub, he'll give it. No, no. No, that's not what he's saying at all. God is not Santa Claus. He isn't. But what it says is, God says, I will give you the desires. I will give you the desires. I will give you the desires. Who's going to give you the desires? And he's going to place them in your heart. Yeah. 
Duh. Does that make sense to anybody in here? So how do we get these? These new desires, they're potent. God gives you a passion, and he puts the strong desire for certain things in your spirit. Now, in a new Christian, things you used to desire, they're taken away. And then God puts new desires inside of you, and they're potent, and they're powerful. And what you need in your life to pray effectively, because he said, now pray those desires. And then you're going to get whatever you ask. Are y'all with me so far? Okay, so how do I get those desires? I can tell you. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of God, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Then he has shown, you mean that, that how am I going to get it then? Well, because God is going to have to reveal it to you. Let's move on to that next verse that says, But. But God, say, but God. Eyes haven't seen them, ears haven't heard them, but God has revealed them to us through His, through how? For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The Spirit of God beareth witness of all things to come. So when the Spirit adversities, uh, when the Spirit begins to bring all kinds of things to your heart and to your spirit, it's kind of like a download. Uh, you know how I realized it so God just showed it to me I'm, I'm visionary and we were on 21 days of fasting by the way there's a moratorium Pastor Randy says no more Daniel's fast we love him we're going to preach about him pray about him talk about him but we're not going to do his fast anymore it's over it's done I had more people worried about what they was going to eat than worried about what God was wanting to say to them so it ain't all it ain't all about us but it was for 21 days just to find something beside cheese and bread to eat so anyway just saying but during that time, I'm, I can't believe how my flesh was rising up. Things I never desired before. My dear Lord, they're showing me this thing on television. These things are coming into my head and into my mind and getting into my spirit and into my fleshly realm. And I'm seeing sauerkraut and wieners. And I'm saying, Woo, God, that's, woo. I was wanting sauerkraut and wieners. I ain't wanted sauerkraut and wieners for 25 years. But all of a sudden, there's a download coming. Are y'all getting me? That's how it happens in the spirit. It's not wooey. It's not way out there. It's not mystical, although God has mysteries, but he will reveal himself. But it is how God downloads to you. So what happens is you are praying and you are all of a sudden these desires start. You see these things, these advertisements, these commercials that God, oh, and then passion starts rising up inside of you for them. That is God's desires. Yay. Then he said in one translation, okay, pray that. That's what I want you to pray. Pray those desires, okay? Are y'all going to get the desires of God? All right, we're moving on. So it's your spirit that has to pray to get the outcome, to have the effectiveness, to have the desired thing that we believe. So now I'm going into part two. Pray, I, I want to talk to you about diversity in prayer because we got to pray. You know, sometimes it's like some of these demons that are out. Not anybody in here, but devils that come against you. You got to hit them from all sides. You know, you got to get them in a headlock. You got to get, pull their hair like my sister used to do. You got to jerk them from behind, hit them in the knee. You got to get them from every direction. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the way our prayers. God has given us diversities of prayers. And how much? He tells us 
How much do you pray? When do you pray? I'm going to help you. You ready? All right, so we want to unlock the full potential of prayer. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Don't anybody get nervous. This is going to be awesome. Some people don't have this benefit in their life, not because they don't want it and they don't want anything to do with it, but they don't understand it. There are other people that do not have this incredible power, and, and, and they don't even desire it, not because they don't, wouldn't like to have the, the end benefit, but they don't understand it. God's about to open and you're understanding here just a moment. Are you ready for that? Okay, so he says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, but no one understands him. So what in the world are y'all doing that gibberish for if nobody understands him? Hang on. Let's keep reading. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, I, I have a little insight into this. Years ago, the Lord gave me an insight into this. This is like, uh, I want to illustrate with the telephone. It's like a telephone, it rings. It, there's both ways. You receive calls. You, you can receive calls on telephone. Most of you do that all the time. But you can also send calls. So it works both ways. So tongues have a propensity to work both ways on two levels. When you, when you ring in, when there's a ring in, God is speaking through us. And there's usually an interpretation of that so that we will understand what God is saying. But then there's the other communication where we're ringing out and we're playing in, in a language. But there's no interpretation needed for that. First of all, here's why I get this. Because he, I, nobody else has, an, has the right to tap in on my line. And let me go a little step further. Not only does somebody else not have the right to tap in on my line, but I don't have the right. You, you, I, I, I don't want to, Because here's the deal. My mind... My mind is dysfunctional because it ain't, it's not born again yet. It is being transformed. But my spirit, it's born again. It's when I gave my heart to Jesus. I'm telling you, and when I learned that there was a prayer language that can hook me right into heaven, oh my goodness, there's a translation. There's an understanding in the spirit. He said, but look, I don't, you know, I don't trust my own intellect, so I got to bypass my own intellect. And he said, I'm going to do it. And through you is going to pray the will of God. You're going to pray in the Spirit. No, you don't understand it, but here it says, however, in the Spirit, you're speaking mysteries. So God says, I'm not going to explain everything to you because in your natural mind, you want to work it out. You want to fix it. You want to make things happen. You've got a finite mind, but I've got an infinite mind. And if you'll tap into my spirit and, I, and you begin to pray in my spirit, you're going to pray the will of God. You're going to pray my desires. You're going to pray what you've already seen advertised. You've already seen the commercials. They're going to begin to spring up. So when we communicate, we communicate body, soul, and spirit, Right? Get this and write it down. I got a holy highlighter if anybody needs it. This is it. Body, soul, and spirit. The spirit 
you have God consciousness. The body, you have world consciousness. The soul is self-conscious because it's all about me. Say, it's all about me. Now, the body gives you the ability to be conscious of worldly things because if it dies, you're conscious of nothing, right? But now your soul gives you self-consciousness. That's your passions, your memories, your thoughts, your desires, your feelings, your past, your affections, all of those things in the mind. But most things we do is in that soulish realm. But most of our commands, our functions, our ideas, our feelings, they all come from that soulish realm. But the problem is most of the time the mind's dysfunctional. Are y'all with me? We're still, because here's what is happening. We still are holding on to what we were when God's trying to download what we really are. So there's this tension always going on because we're trying to download the spirit. We're trying to operate in the spirit realm, but the soul is being transformed. Are y'all getting this? And so the whole time there's this dog fight going on. Who's going to win? Because it's between what you were and what you are now, say what I am now, that's what has to win. So the mind is just, you know, it keeps on going. There's a struggle. And so your spirit is saying this. And the mind, I see myself. I used to do this with all the, all the offices when we were one <clears throat> location in Nederland. With all those offices and pastors, I'd go from room to room. And I just supposed to be encouraging. And then they'd make fun of me. I'd say, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? I just opened the door and said, like Parker, hello, what y'all doing? And because the mind wants to know, well, that's what's happening. You know, while you're having this struggle, the spirit is saying this. And the mind is saying, whew, huh, come back. I didn't hear that. What'd you say? What'd you say? Come on. No, tell, tell me. Because the mind wants to control. The mind wants to know. But when you pray in the spirit, you bypass that. You don't have to worry about that. You bypass that. Now you're straight lined in, hardwired in to Jesus. And he's in the mind's over here saying, come back, I don't understand. I need to know. I need to know. Because the mind has to control. Y'all got it? Y'all got that picture? I could do it a lot better if I had time. But, you, but you've, the thing is, we've been running our lives for 30-something years or 40 or 10 or 20. And the Spirit is saying, why don't you let me run it? Because you messed it up. If you'll let me run it, I can do it right. So when we communicate, that's how we do it. We communicate with God in spirit. Now, there's, there is a born-again spirit that is awesome. And, and that spirit knows how to communicate spirit to spirit. When you begin to pray in the spirit language, if you don't have that, I'll share it in a moment. But when you begin to pray in that language, then you are praying the will of God because you're bypassing all this stuff. Because why wouldn't God start with your spirit? Because it's the only thing that he has delivered. It's the only thing that's whole. It's the only thing in you that is most like him. That's why he said, I am God. And they that worship me must worship me in Spirit and in truth. Now, if you think that your body has been born again, then I just want to ask you real quickly. If you had a, a, a toe that was going sideways with three corns on it before you got saved and it kept kicking this way, then all of a sudden when you got saved and, and, you were, and then you got filled with the Spirit and praying in the Spirit, does that toe all of a sudden straighten up and it's perfect? 
No, baby, if you were ugly when you got saved, you're probably ugly now. Just saying. You know, the truth is, the truth, I mean, but I know everybody's countenance is different, but let's get real. You know, you, so you still got some of Mama Nim's attributes. The, the side over here and the back here and the, you know, let's, I, I don't have to go any further. You got it, right? So our spirit is born again. They that worship me have to worship me. But the biggest benefit that you can have when you're praying in the spirit is you're praying the will of God. But he didn't just say pray in the spirit. He said pray with understanding then pray without understanding. And so the greatest benefit of praying without understanding is you get to vent. I mean, with, with, with your understanding. I'm sorry, with, uh, with understanding. You get to vent. You get to forgive. You get to release. You give everything away. You do everything you know to do so God can do what He does. The understanding is for you to do what you do. Then God will come on side and he will do what only he can do. Because 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For I pray, oh, in tongue. If I pray in tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding's not fruitful. I know. It doesn't need to be because then your mind's going to have a war and you're going to try to make it make sense. So God had to go around that because that's being transformed. But your spirit is already transformed. Are you with me? So he said, if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Then what is the conclusion? He said, don't just pray one. Basically, he says, pray both. If you want to be effective, pray with the spirit. Pray in another language. It's not woo-woo. It's not those weirdos over there. It is in the New Testament. It's right here. Paul taught us. He said, if you really want to get your prayers answered, you got to learn how to connect to a hard wire. Your spirit's got to pray what's the will of God when your mind's telling you something else. Has anybody ever been there? So he said, Pray with understanding at first because I know it's unfruitful, then, but pray with your spirit. He said, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit or I'll pray with the tongues and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the spirit. Oh, you mean those people that sing with that language nobody knows? Oh my goodness, more things have been downloaded in my spirit when I'm praying. I, I want y'all to get this today because something happened to me two weeks ago that has never happened in my whole working with God because I had an understanding of a praying spirit and I began to understand how that I could link up continually without ceasing. Hang on, because I'm going to get there. Because you're wondering, how in the world are you going to do that without ceasing? Without ceasing means without ceasing. It means no break, no interruption. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But look what, what Paul says. Paul says, do both. You need diversity of prayers. So pray in the Spirit. Receive your prayer language. And if you don't have a prayer language today, just let me stop long enough to say, it is not about this little Pentecostal brought up girl's religion. It has nothing to do with it. This, what I'm talking about, transcends all denominations. It is not about Triumph Church. It's not about the AG or the PAG or the PED or the MOL or the FU re or I don't care what. I, 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 I didn't mean that to come out. I don't even know what that was. But anyway, 
the fundamental was what, because I just saw a line, fundamental. Uh, it's not about Baptists. It's not about Methodists. It's not about, it's not the Holy Spirit praying through you transcends all religions and all denominations. So don't get fixated on that's a Pentecostal. Oh, it's a Pentecostal experience like the day of Pentecost. But it's not a religion. And it's not just for those that label themselves that. This is for every believer that wants to pray effectively. This is how you do it. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who beg, plead, get their hair right, get rid of all the junk in your life? No, 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 no. All you got to do is ask. He'll get everything right. Just ask, and you can receive the Holy Spirit. Jude, go to Jude. i got to give you a few more scriptures this morning. Jude 1.20. Look at this. There, there. Are y'all there? I want you to highlight it. Are you there? It's, look, it's not Jude 5. There's only one chapter. Just saying. And, and, and if, you, if you can't find it, go to Revelation and kind of bump yourself back a little bit, and you'll be right there where it is. Are y'all, y'all, Revelation's in the New Testament, it's the last book. So, are y'all with me in Jude? Underline it. Here it is. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. If you had an opportunity, it, it's unbelievable. Paul talks about this. Those that are in, in the 18th and 19th verse, he talks about those that are controlled and led by their own desires. But he said, those of you that want to be led by the Spirit, pray in the Holy Spirit. He said, then you're going to build up your most holy faith. Two things happen there. If you had an opportunity to build up and recreate and redesign everything that's broken down in your life and messed up, would you do it? Would you do it if you could? Yeah, well, you have a way to do it. He said you can build up. You can, and the body already has a way. You cut yourself, there's cells that start forming. And before you know it, your body has a way of healing. But the Spirit knows exactly what's broken down in your life. You don't even know. You can't get there with enough psychiatrists, psychologists. You can't get there with every book and self-help. And I love all of the above. But I can tell you, the Spirit knows what no man knows. What no book knows. And He knows how to build up those broken places in your life. He knows how to reveal things in your life. He said, pray in the Holy Spirit. I love what Romans says. Look, likewise, Romans 8 26, likewise, the Spirit always helps in our weaknesses. For we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now He searches the heart, knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Holy highlighter. The will of God. Not my will. Not my will, but God's will. Because I pray amiss. I don't pray the right things. I don't even know how to pray. There are times I cannot even figure out what to pray. There, this needs to happen. Or I'm trying, this one wants to find out they should take this job or this job. Or somebody's saying, you know, should I marry them? No, you better pray in the Holy Ghost because they done got your mind. <laughs> you know, your mind's gone 
on if already. You better get, be able to hear in the Spirit. Are y'all with me? So you pray in the Spirit. But I love this. I love this. You don't ever have to pray if it be your will. When you pray in the Spirit, you don't have to say, if this is your will, God, and you spend two hours. I just want to know if this is. No. Let the Spirit of God pray through you. And He prays the will of God. And then look what He says in Ephesians six eighteen, Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. Woo! Underline this for all the saints. See, are are y'all with me in Ephesians? You got it? If you don't say hold it. Good, you're there. Okay, so praying always with all prayer and supplication. Always is how much? Always is how much? Continually, persistently, perpetually, all day. And then, and then it's what kind? Well, with intercession, pray in the Spirit, pray with your understanding, pray with intercession, pray with supplication. That means beseeching God. And some say, use, use all the prayers. Paul's trying to give us all the equipment we need to go back to Mark 2 and that you pray the desires and you put faith on it and you pray in the Spirit. When you're praying in the Spirit, you know that you know that you know you're praying the will of God. Then he said, you can ask whatever you, you will and it shall be done. And then it says to pray for all the saints. I, I didn't want to get on this, but I got to. The Spirit is stopping me. All the saints, not pray about them. Pray for them. You mean you want me? Why you want me to pray for all the saints? Well, because that's how you're going to be effective. Because then you got to pray for people you don't like. And when you pray for people you don't like, your spirit gets right. Because you don't understand. When you don't understand people, you don't like them. But when you start praying for them, all of a sudden God shows you things, and you're understanding why they do what they do. And you know, and then people are talking about them, you're saying, Yeah, but you don't know why they're doing what they're doing. If you will pray for all the word says, pray for those who despitefully use you. You got to get your spirit in line with the Spirit of God. And then it says, Pray for all the saints. You don't you don't pray for them. You I mean, it prays, you don't pray about them, you pray for them. It's, you know, God, I tell you, she's acting like a devil over there. And I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. The devil's using her. And, and, and you, God, I'm just telling you, you've got to do something about it. But she ain't stealing my joy. No. She ain't going to get my joy today. Bless God. I ain't letting her have mine. And, and she ain't going to get on my last nerve. I'm going to walk in victory. You ain't got no victory. You ain't got no joy. No. You're spending all your time on that. Just pray for them. God, use Sister Susie Q today. Use her, Lord. Bless her. Let things happen in her heart and her spirit. Bless her family. Because people that are happy make other people happy. People that know Jesus like that, they love the blessings of God. And then they want to bless you. They want you to be happy with them. Because happiness likes happy, happy, happy. Just saying. Okay? So, because you understand them. Now, I'm going to finish up with this. Be anxious. i got three minutes. Jesus, help me. Come. i got to do all this in three minutes. Here's the key. Be anxious for nothing. Quit stressing. Quit stressing. Quit doing it. Oh, don't get all stressed out. And we do that. We pray. 
you know what I saw in the spirit? It's like somebody took me to dinner the other day and they paid for everything when we got up. They paid the bill. I walked out. I was so happy. I told them, thank you. I got in my car. But you know a spirit of stupid could have gotten on me. And if I'd have got in my car and pulled it back up into that parking lot at Perry Steakhouse and walked right back in there and said, oh, oh, I need to pay that bill too. And they said, it's already paid. No, I want to pay it too. Why are you going to pay the bill twice? That would be a spirit of stupid. But that same spirit gets on us when we pray. Because we pray. We, he said, cast all your cares on me. And we pray. And we pray in the spirit. Then we get up. And God's already paid the bill. And we're over here trying to pay it again. Oh, if we could just. Y'all got that picture? I thought you would. So here's the deal. You start thinking. He said, this is. This is what Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication and intercession with thanksgiving. I want to tell you, I believe one of the reasons we don't get what we ask is we don't seal it. We don't close the deal. We don't close the deal and sign off on thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving already enters into that faith realm. It's like, okay, I see it. I got it. I'm going to thank you. It's already done. It's already done. It's about to be manifested. And if we would give more thanksgiving, say, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Without ceasing, he said, Romans 1, 9, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing, I make mention, and I pray always without ceasing. How in the world, stand with me, how in the world are we going to pray without ceasing continually if we don't understand this simple truth of having a praying spirit because if I'm praying in my lips or trying to think up things to pray, I'm going to get tired sometime. I'm going to have to lay my body down at some point. But here's the deal when you understand a praying spirit. Whether I'm praying in the spirit in tongues out loud. And don't be obnoxious with that because people that don't understand, that's going to change. That's going to not want them. They won't want to have that. Don't be obnoxious with your prayer language. That's for you. That's for you to be powerful in the spirit. But here's the thing. When your spirit prays, I realized, I realized over the last few weeks that I don't know how I got there, but somewhere along the way, I've trained my spirit to pray because even in the midnight hours in the morning in the early morning hours I cannot tell you the times pastors woken me up or I've woken up and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost I'm praying in the spirit even when I'm sleeping my spirit's awake my spirit is tuned in if you want to pray without ceasing you've got to have a praying spirit I tell you, we church have got to be a praying church. There is no other way around it. There is no other thing. Charles Finney said, I've done everything I know to do. But the reason the world is not turned on to Christ is because people don't know how to pray in the Spirit. 
I tell you, this is a huge thing that the enemy wants to water down. And I, this is your opportunity today. I need prayer partners up here. If you don't know how to pray effectively, this is your time. If you've never received that prayer language, don't leave today without it. Hey, try it. You might like it. You will see the effects change. But more than anything I want you to get is that your spirit has to pray without ceasing. And he said, how do you do that? Well, you don't do it with hands raised with doubting and anger and wrath. So you got to get rid of your angry spirit. You got to get rid of all that or you're not going to pray effectively. So you got to pray the will of God and begin to let your spirit man when you're at work. I tell you, the church needs a praying church that don't just come for one hour on January the 31st or that just don't come for one hour on just Saturday. But what if the body of Christ was praying without ceasing? What if the spirit of God was making intercession at all times? The, the, the spirit of God would cause gifts and anointings to come out of you. That's how you be instant in season. That's how you have the right word for the right people at the right time, at the right moment. If you want that operating in your life, come quickly. I'm going to pray over you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen here in the next few minutes. Come quickly. Just get out from my, don't even think about it. Just start coming. Stand up here in the aisle. Stand up here in the altar. God's going to pour it out. Put your hands out. Put your hands out toward him. And God's about to pour his spirit out on you. In the name of Jesus. Those of you that said, I, hadn't, I haven't prayed in the spirit in a long time. I, I, I want to be able to do that continually. I want you to come. God's going to re, refill you. God's going to stir that out of your belly. He's going to flow rivers of living water. Father, we pray for the people of God in this house. We pray for those, Lord Jesus, that are according to your word. Put your hands out with me, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to believe with you right now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. The Spirit is with us. And I can tell you, He wants to pour out His Spirit upon you and give you something you've never had. So I want you to do this with me. Just say, I thank you, Jesus. Fill me with your Spirit according to your word. You said if we ask, you would give us the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you now, fill me up. Fill me up. There you go. Just begin to pray. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I thank you. There you go. Just keep praying it. Everybody keep praying it. Thank you, Jesus. Those in the audience, do it with me. Say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you. Then, then that, that Spirit of God on the inside of you begins to rise up. And there's a language that will be, just start coming up out of your belly. Just let it flow right now. You don't have to let it make sense. It's God. It's Him praying through you. We're saying hallelujah. We're saying hallelujah means I surrender all. Then all of a sudden, the hallelujah turns into something we've never said. That's no problem. That's God speaking through you. Release that to Him. I pray over you now. The blessings of God be with you. The blessings of God be on you. And everywhere you put the sole of your feet, that God would go before you. I pray that this would be a praying church. 
that we would pray continually, that we would pray without ceasing, that we would pray in our beds, we would pray on our jobs, that the Spirit of God would pray through us. And Father, we thank you for downloads, that your desires, your desires are upon us. We will pray those, those desires are what we're praying, Father. What your Spirit downloads into our spirit. We thank you for it. Now let's give them a blessed week. Make this a praying community. Let revival spread out all over this place as people begin to stir up the gifts inside of them. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for filling them with your spirit.